As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welcome to the Giants Insider Podcast on CSNBayArea.com. Introducing your host, San Francisco Giants Insider, Alex Pavlovich. Hey everybody, it has been a while since we've done a podcast. It's been busy around here. You might have noticed a lot going on. Um, Bryce Harper, first and foremost, and then Bruce Bochy. Uh, announcing that he will retire at the end of the 2019 season. So a busy time for the Giants as spring training gets going. But it it is time to kind of get back into podcast mode here. We'll have them pretty regularly um, through the rest of the spring, hopefully. And then again, during the regular season, um, try to do them every week. So if you haven't subscribed, go ahead and and do that now and, and get ready for the 2019 season. The topics I mentioned two pretty big ones around the game of baseball, and, and I have my thoughts on them, but I also wanted to talk to somebody who's very plugged in, John Morosi of MLB Network and Fox Sports, somebody who has been all over some of these stories at times, and, and uh, he was in camp with the Giants today on Wednesday, and, and I asked his opinion on some of these things. Now, everything could change on Thursday morning. Everything could change on Thursday afternoon. You never know, even though it's been a few months here for Harper. You never know when something's going to happen, but um, John and I talked about this on Wednesday during the workout and, and kind of how he feels this is going to play out and, and also some interesting thoughts about Bruce Bochy and, and what the Giants can do in the future. I thought he had a very good suggestion and a very interesting suggestion for who they might hire next season. I don't know if that will be the guy, but certainly in terms of the type of person they're looking for, I, I think John nailed it. And, and then coming up, a lot of you have gotten used to the emergency podcast and a lot of people, shout out to all the people who requested an emergency podcast when Bruce Bochy made that announcement on Monday. Um, Ahmed Farid is no longer hosting the pre and post game show. He has gone back to the East coast. He is going to do a lot of national stuff for NBC, um, a lot of Olympic sports, things like that. So he is not going to be around the giants as much. So we won't do as many emergency podcasts as we've done in the past, but uh, I had him on in January. And and, uh, when we sat down then he taped something just kind of a thank you um, to the people who have helped make this podcast what it is and uh, the listeners, really, and, and we chatted a little bit. So uh, I'm going to run that after the Morosi interview. First, as always, um, our great sponsor, Wendy's. I will probably eat Wendy's on Friday night as I leave spring training. They're in the airport here in Phoenix. Uh, but Wendy's new bacon maple chicken sandwich brings breakfast flavors to any time of the day. Juicy chicken, applewood smoked bacon, and maple glaze on a croissant bun make breakfast perfect for lunch or dinner. Those are at a participating Wendy's for a limited time. As always, thank you to them for being our sponsor. They've been with us a long time now, uh, and they're with us again as we open a new season here. Now, one more ad read, and then John Morosi and Ahmed Farid. I never chose to become a gambling addict, but what I did choose was to get help from a professional counselor. 
For no-cost gambling addiction counseling, call 1-800-GAMBLER or text SUPPORT to 53342. Brought to you by the California Department of Public Health. All right, we're here. It finally got sunny here in spring training. John, you chose a good day. John Morosi here with me, somebody I've known for a long time. You're, you're here kind of getting the lay of the land on yeah. the Giants. I mean, any impression for you as a national guy stepping into camp here? Well, Alex, thanks for having me on the show. Um, it's always great to be here. I've, I've always felt that Scottsdale and this, this ballpark and this organization is one of the best places to be in spring training anywhere. And, and I know there's been new complexes that have come, come along uh, in the last decade or so, but this, this place is special. Uh, I, you know, it's, I, I'm struck by the, by the familiarity and, and certainly the, the new beginning. I think the, the, the Giants this year are doing a good job of uh, I think certainly celebrating first and foremost uh, Hall of Fame manager Bruce Bochy and everything he's done. Uh, I think that's, that's re- a really important item of business this year. I know the Giants will do it exceptionally well. Um, and, of course, uh, the, the first year of a new president of baseball operations in, in Farhan Zaidi. So it, it does feel like a, a transitional year. Uh, obviously, still uh, the offseason is is not yet over, so we're not entirely sure what the what the 25-man roster is going to look like uh, at this point in time. But uh, I think if, if the Giants can get some consistent rotation performances from the likes of Samarja, I think he's a really key guy for them. Yeah. Um, I, I look at this as a team that could potentially surprise because you consider the, the division, um, the, the, the Dodgers remain the, the team to beat, I think. But the Padres, even with Machado, they had the worst – rotation in the National League last year. They've still got some work to do. The Diamondbacks uh, are, are taking a step back uh, w- with the losses of the likes of, of Goldschmidt and, and Pollock um, and certainly Corbin as well. Uh, and so th- there, there are some wins to be had in this division. And still, I think the Rockies are, are going to be around for a while. I like the way their young pitching is there. Of course, they've got to make a decision about Arenado. But in general, uh, th- there is a script there for the Giants to write that involves them being better than a lot of people expect. You were all over the Farhan thing when it happened and early on and saying, I think you might have been the first one to say he was a candidate for him. What was the national, you talked to so many people around the game, what was the perception of that hire? Well, I think, Alex, it was really unique, the timing. And, um, of course, I think that the Giants wanted to respectfully wait until the World Series was over to really kick things into into overdrive uh, in terms of recruiting Farhan and bringing him in. Um, but I think that he really fit exactly what Larry Bear was looking for. He wanted, to, as he said, the, the next generation GM. He is that. Uh, he has uh, obviously been around the game for a very, very long time. He's He is, I know Bruce Bochy's made this comment, too, that, that Farhan's got a lot of experience, both with the A's and the Dodgers, a lot of baseball experience in addition to the to the analytical. So I think he's a really nice fusion of exactly what the Giants needed. Someone who loves the Bay Area, wanted to get back to the Bay Area, I believe, and had a lot of affinity for um, the, the San Francisco area. So I think that for a lot of reasons, he was a, a great fit in that regard. Um, and, and I just think someone that understands the pressures of a large market, but also the discipline that the Dodgers have brought to a, uh, to a large market. And, and I also think it was interesting that at the time that Farhan went to the Dodgers, uh, he talked a lot about studying the Giants mm-hmm. and learning from what the Giants were doing at that particular time. This, of course, was the middle part of this decade, and and uh, and the Giants remain even even as they struggled uh, uh, for for a couple of years here uh, in, in, in recent times. It still remain an organization to be admired because of their continuity and, and the way they treat people and the way they um, always have in the foremost of their minds 
a commitment to putting a competitive product on the field. So all those all those demands culturally, I think, are, are very comfortable and familiar for Farhan. And obviously, he's a phenomenal baseball intellect. He's a phenomenal intellect, period. He'd be a success in doing whatever he wants to do. But I, I think for a lot of reasons, he was just an ideal candidate for the Giants right now. I think we got Brandon Crawford's playlist behind us right now. So it's, it's as, making it as, as well we should. Yeah. Well we should. Uh, you know, we were just chatting here, and, and you – I'm going to put you on the spot because you gave me a phenomenal name as we start to think about Bruce Bochy replacements. And, and just generally, what's your feeling on, on what type of guys are getting hired now? But also, I, you did give me a guy that I think is, I went, oh, that's a really good choice. Right, and 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 the name is Raul Abanez. Now, and it's it's we're a year away from whenever the next uh, Giants manager will be here uh, with his club in 2020, but I I think you you consider where uh, where the game is right now, where the game is trending, um, where where certainly players and and managers there's that there's that need to communicate and, and so that that younger manager fits the profile of what uh, of what teams want so i think that, that to me Raul Abanez fits a, a lot of those categories uh bilingual bicultural uh phenomenal at relating to people he worked with farhan with the dodgers very importantly um he has been around the periphery of some different searches before but i think he's been waiting for the right opportunity a chance to win a chance for stability and he's, he's got uh, uh, a young family, uh, and I think that Raul, if he's going to make a move and, and leave the job he's got with the, with the Dodgers, which is a very good job, I think he's going to want to go to a place where he knows he can be for a while, a place that's really committed to baseball and winning and, and, and everything that goes around in that. And as someone that certainly knew the National League very well towards the end of his career by playing in Philadelphia, including against the Giants in the playoffs, the familiarity with, uh, with now the NL West, with Farhan, with uh, with big markets, of course, he played in Philadelphia, played in New York, um, and, and I, I can't stress enough how well respected he is in the game. Uh, just a, a phenomenal playing career, um, and, and someone who I think would, would relate very well to the modern player. Now, that's also true in many ways of, of uh, Bam Bam Mullins. I yeah. think that you know we, we can't forget what he has meant to this organization, what he has done here. He's managed internationally. He has had great success doing that. Um, he, he speaks uh, four languages, I believe Bam Bam does, maybe even five. Um, and so the, the ability to relate for him is, is extraordinary and something I'm sure the Giants are not going to overlook here. So um, they've got great candidates, internal, external. Um, but I think when you look at, and I think we all kind of put things together and say, okay, well, which, where is the tree? Where, where, who are the people that are particular um, executive knows well. I think in this particular case, um, Farhan Zaidi knows very well Raul Abanez from having worked with him with the Dodgers here the last couple of years. You just reminded me, you are the the foremost expert on the World Baseball Classic where we've seen Bam Bam. You tweeted something the other day that maybe Bochy would be an option for the next team. Do you really think that that is something that, I mean, Whelan's done it. Um, what could happen in a few years, I guess? Well, I think he could be the manager for Team USA uh, in, in 2021. We're now two years out, which isn't that far, and certainly we're, we're even closer from the Olympics and Olympic qualifying, which, which starts uh, in the fall, the, the Premier 12 tournament uh, uh, over in uh, principally the Team USA will be in a, in a group in Mexico, and then they have to, if they end up winning, the, the, the finals there are in Japan where they can qualify in, in November for the 2020 Olympics. So it's really here. This is a very, very busy few years for, for international baseball coming up, um, and so Team USA has some tournaments to prepare for, and, and uh, the Olympics, I'm sure, would be uh, greatly appealing um, uh, to, to Bruce. You think about uh, managers in the past of, of different Olympic teams, and Davey Johnson and, and Tommy Lasorda, even before that, of course, that, that when, when Team USA won it, um, and, and, and WBC managers fit that profile of 
uh, people who have, have had great careers uh, managing and, and, and were either retired or semi-retired uh, at the time. And, and I think uh, Team USA is going to have a lot of options, Alex. When you think about um, guys that have won World Series who are not currently managing, um, Bruce is going to be at the top of the list. Joe Girardi, uh, he may well have a managing job by then. John Farrell uh, may well have a managing job by then. Mike Sosha may well have a managing job by then. But they may also still be retired. So, uh, but I think that being said, you look at what Bruce has accomplished, the fact that he has made relatively clear, maybe there's a little bit of a opening for, yeah. for future work, but I think, never say I, never. right. I think it's pretty, it's pretty clear to me that he believes this will be the end of his major league managerial career. Uh, I think the WBC and, and, and Jim Leland really has already given his own endorsement. I think for Bruce to take the job, I know Jim loved it. Um, I, and I think Bruce would really take the right approach, and he just relates so well to players. It's a, that's a difficult job. Jim Leland called it the best worst job I ever had, uh, or maybe it's the worst best job I ever had, just because it's you've got to worry about pitching usage and and making sure everybody's playing, and it's and you get a chance to manage for your country and, and manage the best players from our country, and that's a real honor. I think Bruce would look at it the same way, and I think his communication skills and and how comfortable he always makes everybody around him, the way Bruce does, and you know that. I think he'd be in many ways an ideal guy uh, to have lead the lead the team and certainly uh, he'd maybe have a chance to manage Buster Posey maybe Brandon so Crawford as well one yeah and Bumgarner exactly maybe maybe one last time uh, I can't let you leave without asking you about Bryce Harper because everybody will get mad at me if I don't do that so what's your kind of perception of where it stands right now and, and I mean are we talking weeks are we talking a month what do you think Alex, here as we speak, we should be talking days, if not hours. I'm not sure how much more information uh, he could glean. Uh, geography is obviously a, uh, a consideration, but it's not as though he, he can move Philadelphia to the West Coast. That would be yeah. quite a story. Uh, so I, I think that uh, as, as we speak, I, I still think it's more likely that he goes to either Philly or Washington than he would go here uh, to the Giants. But I didn't necessarily think that Manny Machado was going to be a San Diego Padre either. So this has been a really unique offseason. I think it's important to point out that the the economics of the game, as much as there's been a lot of appropriate questioning about the pace of the market, at the end of the day, Machado, despite all the criticism he got in October, gets $300 million. Patrick Corbin, despite having Tommy John surgery, gets 140. Um, the pace of free agency is not what it used to be. But the money looks pretty good, and, and I think that Bryce is going to be well compensated. I think he'll get more in certainly in, in guaranteed dollars than Manny and probably more guaranteed years. I think he'll get – I think 11 years is very possible for Bryce. Um, and, and I just – I don't think it's going to happen here. I, it's Just from having watched, um, at the end of the day, Farhan's work in, in L.A. and in Oakland, I, I, I just don't know, absent some extraordinary circumstances – that he knows what a rebuilding effort is required here, that he really wants his first big move to be signing someone for $320 or $330 million. It just, it just does not seem to be a move that he would make. Now, it could always happen, and, and I, would, I would say that certainly uh, I, I'm, I'm surprised even the Giants are a finalist to, to the extent that they are. I think that they are. Um, I'm a little surprised by that, so who knows? Maybe the surprises continue, but it just seems to me to be a little bit against the, the plan of, of the way I would expect Farhan Zaidi to build this team back to being a World Series champion. John, that was a very juicy 11 minutes, so thank you for the time, and I'll, <laughs> I'll let you get back to interviewing players. Um, my pleasure, Alex. I, I'm actually just getting back to, to, to 
schematically building out the, the 2021 WBC roster and, and offering Boach some suggestions on that because it's my my passion, of course. But uh, my pleasure, Alex, is always my friend to talk to you. You do a f- phenomenal job, and certainly we wish all our best to my fellow Michigander, Ahmed Farid, yes. in, his new, in his new adventure as well. All right, Ahmed Farid, this is a sad moment for us. We've done this for a couple years now where we've taken questions. We've just talked baseball. We've talked Giants. Yeah. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, and I think it's been cool that when something happens, anything happens, the Giants pick somebody in the Rule 5 draft, you and I get a ton of comments from people on Twitter who go, where's the emergency podcast? And so that's coming to an end. Yeah. Can you explain why? So, yeah, it, it has been such a fun run uh, for exactly the reasons that, that you mentioned. And I've, you know, I've been here for six years and the last two years only with the Giants you know we did the highlight show Sportsnet Central for the first four years did a lot of Giants work when I was working on that show as well but the last two years solely with with only Giants pre and post game but yeah moving uh, moving across the country going to Stamford Connecticut who I, I honestly I didn't know there was a Stamford until a few years ago, I, I just we always hear about it. It's that like people at our office always say, "I'm going to Stanford." Yeah, and I, I always thought Stanford, like yeah. like Stanford, the Cardinal, but no, it's Stanford, Connecticut, it's a the head of town out there. Yeah, the head of uh, NBC Sports, the NBC Sports Group is uh, stationed out there. NBC uh, NBCSN is out there. Also, all the stuff they do on the the broadcast network, NBC. So yeah, going out there, going to cover a lot of different things. I would imagine. I haven't gotten the full rundown and that'll that'll change as I am out there but they have a lot of properties with the NHL, NASCAR, horse racing, rugby, swimming I've done some, all the Olympic sports so getting uh, getting the call to HQ but that means leaving behind uh, the Bay Area which has been awesome. I My two kids were born here, they're four and two now and first uh, house I ever bought was out here and so leaving a lot of things behind, a lot of great interactions with with fans of the team and of of our company so it's kind of a a bittersweet I'm really excited about the opportunity but also sad to to say goodbye to the Giants I was gonna say when you first started here you wore ties on the pregame show you gave me a lot of heat for never wearing ties (laughs) on the pregame show last year it went very casual um it's been a lot of fun doing not just this but the pre and post game show I think that's taken on a, a new life and hopefully we can keep some of that going yeah um your plan to watch the Giants, because you didn't, you came oh here. Gosh. I mean, you're a Michigan guy. I'm a you're, Michigan guy. Grew up a Tigers here, fan. You came here. You now become fully ingrained in Giants universe, uh, to the point that you get confused for the Giants insider all the time. So, what, <laughs> Which will still happen. Yeah, I'm sure will still happen. happen. Yeah, why is Alex? Why is Alex Pavlovich like, covering the USA swimming event? Um, no, it's going to be different. Yeah, I worked at MLB Network the two years prior to coming to uh, CSN Bay Area before it was NBC Sports Bay Area. I don't know. I thought of that the other day. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's back to you know 10:15 start times. Um, although at home during the week, 9:45, so that could help me. That'll help you watch an extra half hour of Giants baseball. But I mean, I will totally. I, I feel like my kid has been wearing orange and black. He's like a Giants fan. I feel like it might stick moving uh, back across the country because I cannot let them be Yankees, Yankees fans yeah, or Mets. I mean, that just seems depressing. And Boston's not that far away, but I don't I don't like the thought you of that either. Sox, so it might it might stick where the kids continue to be San Francisco Giants fans, although they may never be able to watch a game because <laughs> it's way past their bedtime. <laughs> Those day games, the ones that are, uh, uh, yeah, the twelve forty five ones, will nope. be right in your wheelhouse. But I've had a lot of fun. I mean, I think like 
like you said, Alex, we have tried to keep it light in a couple of down years where the team has struggled. You still have a passionate fan base. And I think that's the thing that I appreciated the most from from doing it. And you've seen it all the years that you've been covering the Giants, even before you were at NBC Sports Bay Area, is that the, the people just care and they've got a good attitude. You know, it's not like it's not like the negativity that you see elsewhere uh, at times. It's just that the fans have a good attitude. They want to have fun. They want to celebrate the players when they do well. And if you're able to, to corral that and celebrate that along with them while giving information and being, being tough and honest when you need to be, it's just really, it's, it's a fun team to cover. And I think you would agree. It's just been a, it's a, it's a fun time to be uh, around these guys, certainly through the three championships, but even through the the down years, it's just interesting and 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 uh, always it's always fun interacting with with the fans. So the, all you fans who have listened and people who interact with us, Ahmed's going to be asleep in like the seventh inning every night. Yes. So if something happens in the eighth and you're upset about it, just tweet at him. <laughs> He'll wake up in the morning. He will see that maybe the Giants blew blew a lead in the eighth yep. inning. You yep. can, you go, can here we go again. Yeah, he'll wake up in the morning and deal with it. Uh, no, but I will. Hey, if you want to, you know, I'm still in the co- still I'm still in the company. Attention. I'm yes. still in the company to Alex. So, and I will be following. So it will be not in person, but by phone. We could do. We could catch up every once in a while. So there's yeah. two good things. Yeah. One, the Giants play the AL East next year, so we will be in your region. Perfect. Uh, we go to Toronto. Okay. And then I think Boston. Okay. So I've never been to, to Fenway. You have to come show like up to, with some games. I'll and do two, that. like you said, you still work for the company. So I'm still going to text you and say, hey, emergency podcast. Deal. Even yeah. though you slept through the last week's worth of games. <laughs> I haven't watched a game in three <laughs> weeks. Do some research. But yeah. <laughs> from what uh, I know from a year ago. Questions. Yeah. No, it's been it's been a fun ride, Alex. But yeah, let's keep it keep it going on a on a biannual or a what was twice a year? Bi yearly. I don't know, every six months? Every six months. <laughs> we'll keep it going. We'll find a way to keep it going. All right, everybody, keep following Ahmed. Keep bugging him on Twitter. Yep. You can ask him rugby questions now. And I think my Twitter, I was like, I, a lot of people, Giants fans, follow me on Twitter. I was like, I'll keep tweeting about Giants. I can't totally switch gears on y'all, so I'll, I'll keep it going there. I look forward to seeing you tweet about rugby and <laughs> that will happen too. and yeah. fencing and whatever random Winter Olympic sport they have you covering. Correct. Uh, Ahmed, thank you for everything. And uh, I will text you soon. Sounds good. All right. It is out of here in the center field, and this game is over. Got him. And that's a perfect game. Twitter in a The Giants are world champions. The Giants Insider Podcast on CSNBayArea.com.